This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. There is a nominee from within the Alabama Libertarian Party who will be taking on Governor Ivey this coming November. Dr. James Jimmy Blake has been active in the Libertarian Party in the state as well as the Alabama Republican Party. In fact, has been serving on the executive committee for the Jefferson County Republicans. In the past, Blake has served on the Birmingham City Council as well as on the state Republican executive committee and an executive committee for another county here in the state. Blake says he has been moving back and forth between the two parties to where he thinks he can affect the most change. Now Blake is confirming with 1819 News that he will be stepping down from this latest GOP position in order to focus on his run for governor. Blake says he was placed on the Libertarian ballot at the last minute as the party was seeking to gain access to the ballot. He says considering how establishment Republican candidates won in this recent Republican state primary, he expects there to be more crossover from conservatives who are not happy with that fact. Here's Blake talking about his political position for small government on WYDE 92.5 out of Birmingham on the Scott Beeson radio program. I think that uh, I think we don't have, unfortunately, a very conservative executive branch or legislature. I mean, and I, the thing that drives me crazy is we've had massive increases in state government spending in Alabama. Uh, and we, what did we do? We, we raised the gas tax. We haven't lowered any taxes uh, in Alabama and taken the burden off the citizens. I'd love to be like uh, Georgia, I mean, excuse me, Florida and Tennessee and not have an income tax in Alabama. That'd be the place that I would focus next. When I was on the council uh, in Birmingham, uh, I put a, a full budget forward that called for phasing out the occupational tax in yeah. Birmingham. Any kind of direct taxes, uh, well, frankly, all taxes, <laughs> but, but direct taxes I am, you know, opposed to. And I think that, you know, in a conservative state, we shouldn't have an income tax. We shouldn't have tax on food and groceries. Um, and and we need, as as Republicans who are, have a super majority in the state legislature, uh, we don't have small government Republicans. It's all about special interests. That's right. That's- Blake is a doctor and a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. He flew fighter jets in the United Kingdom during the Cold War. More details are coming out about a Mobile Bay Bridge and Bayway project that was approved earlier this week by the Mobile Metropolitan Planning Organization. The project will cost about $2.7 billion to complete. It will build a 215-foot bridge with a total of six lanes over the Mobile River. There will be a toll involved, about $2.50 for those with transponders, $5.50 for those without. The collecting of tolls will end once the whole project is paid for. The project will get $1 billion in federal funding, $250 million in state funding, $125 million from the Rebuilding American Grant Program, and $1.2 billion from other funding that also includes the tolls. Law enforcement agencies in Alabama have followed a hunch that has now resulted in a suspect named in a nine-year-old cold case. Tony Lamar White recently made headlines after an elderly woman in Anniston was kidnapped on the 4th of July. The woman was found hours later injured and in need of medical treatment. When police identified and caught White, they decided to look into past cases with similar tactics. 
Now White is suspected in the robbery and rape of a 67-year-old Munford woman back in 2013. DNA was used in the matching of White to that case. Coleman Regional Medical Center is expanding. Hospital officials have started the $9.5 million project that will add on to the hospital's emergency room. This will create 17 more treatment rooms along with three trauma rooms and a larger waiting area. More beds and space will be built on to the surgery department as well. Congresswoman Terry Sewell of Birmingham has lined up a job fair that will involve 70 employers from the area within 14 different industries. This will be the 11th year that the job fair is put on by Sewell at the Wallace Community College in Selma. The date for the fair is Thursday, August 4th. Some of those taking part in the job fair and looking to fill open positions will include state government agencies, healthcare providers, military, manufacturers, law enforcement agencies, banking, construction, and the automotive industries. The job fair is free and open to the public. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, be sure to go to 1819news.com. And in national news, the numbers are saying recession, even if the White House is not. The second quarter of the gross domestic product in the U.S. has fallen by 0.9%, which adds to the first quarter of contraction of 1.6% in GDP. Two quarters that have a contraction in economic growth is typically what has been used by economists to categorize the economy as going into a recession. The White House responded to the numbers coming from the U.S. Commerce Department with a statement saying that the U.S. is on the right path. And this is no surprise since the Federal Reserve acted to bring down inflation by raising interest rates. Biden also responded on video when asked about these numbers. Both Chairman Powell and many of the uh um, uh, significant uh, banking personnel and economists say we're not in a recession. On the day of this poor economic news, Democrat Senators Chuck Schumer and Joe Manchin announce a secret deal has been struck between the two that will bring more spending of the government that involves some of Biden's Build Back Better legislation. The package will take more taxpayer money for programs like climate change, Obamacare subsidies, raising the corporate tax rate to a minimum of 15% and lowering the deficit. The reconciliation package is being called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. The deal will be brought before the Senate next week with Manchin on board with a yes vote after holding up that Build Back Better legislation in the past. So now the sole swing vote on this issue is with Arizona Senator Kristen Sinema. An expert from within the financial system is now speaking out about the incredible money-making coincidences that have happened with the Paul and Nancy Pelosi family. The former president of the Dallas Federal Reserve spoke on CNBC about Paul Pelosi and his recent investment of millions in a U.S. microchip manufacturing company. Yeah, Paul Pelosi has gained a lot of attention. With regard to the House and the Senate, clearly people have taken advantage of inside information forever. I'm not against their uh, tapping that down. And I'm sorry to see that Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi and others are uh, appear, it's all appearance right now, we don't know the facts, to have taken advantage of inside information. So something needs to be done. That investment happened just weeks before the House and Senate considered a multi-billion dollar subsidy bill to promote more manufacturing of the microchips here in the U.S., The New England Journal of Medicine has just published a study that shows that those with COVID-19 vaccinations are more contagious for longer periods of time than those who are unvaccinated. 
Dozens of doctors in the Boston area hospitals compiled the research from July of 2021 to January of 2022. This included patients who contracted the Delta variant and the Omicron variant. The study used the PCR test and viral cultures to determine how long the patients remained contagious within the first 10 days of contracting the virus. The results showed that 68% of those unvaccinated were no longer contagious. Only 29% of those vaccinated could say the same. In regards to the origins of the COVID-19 virus, Professor Jeffrey Sachs spoke earlier in July on this subject, dropping a very controversial theory. I'll add one provocative statement, but I chaired a commission for The Lancet for two years on covid I'm pretty convinced it came out of uh, U.S. lab biotechnology, not out of nature. Just to mention, after two years of intensive work on this, so it's a blunder, in my view, of biotech, not an accident of a natural spillover. We don't know for sure, I should be absolutely clear. But there's enough evidence that it should be looked into, and it's not being investigated not in the United States, not anywhere. And I think for real reasons that they don't want to look underneath the, uh, uh, underneath the, uh, the rug too much. Sachs is an economist and public policy analyst with, the, with Columbia University. Earlier this year, he wrote an article about the origins of COVID-19 for the National Academy of Sciences, and he did so with the help of Columbia University Professor of Molecular Pharmacology and Therapeutics, Neil Harrison. A judge in North Dakota is blocking the implementation of an abortion ban in that state. The judge's decision was in response to the trigger law that was put into place should the U.S. Supreme Court overrule Roe v. Wade and send the issue back to the states. That ban was set to go into effect 30 days from the ruling, as interpreted by the North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley. Plaintiffs in this case brought it before the judge for an injunction, and they're arguing that the time frame and interpretation of the trigger law is incorrect. So the judge placed the injunction until Wrigley could clear up the legal technicalities. Now the state ban has another month before it goes into an effect, which is August 26th. North Dakota's sole abortion clinic is continuing to operate due to this legal delay. And the mayor of Washington, D.C., Muriel Bowser, is now calling on the National Guard to assist that city with illegal migrants who are being bussed in from border states like Texas and Arizona. The governors in those border states started the practice out of frustration with the federal government for not helping stop the flow of illegal immigration across the U.S.-Mexico border. Bowser spoke in a press conference about this latest move. Well, we we need space uh, and we we need the federal government to be involved. So I've asked um, for the deployment of the Guard as long as we need the Guard to deal with the humanitarian crisis that we expect to escalate. The number of people crossing the border seeking asylum, we expect to only go up. Uh, And we need to make sure that there is a national response, not an ad hoc city by city, state by state response. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he does a series on Government Goes Woke. Um, my computer may start melting down in a minute if I don't get off this website, but I am right now on the LGBTQIA Resource Center online. Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm there right now, and um, I did it to look up pronouns. <laughs> I mean, so first of all, they and them is not singular. I don't care what you say. 
And what galls me is that they think they can make the English language do whatever they want to do. What pronouns do you use, they and them? Who, who, who are y'all? No, we is they. Who's, I'm they. What does that even mean? Um, how, about, how about this? Z and Zer and Zer self and Zers. I don't even know where that comes from. Z, um, like here's an example. Z reminded Zer self to pick up Zer umbrella before going outside. What, what the frick does that even mean? I mean, so first of all, if you are in a position of being an educator and you allow this to happen in your class while you're also teaching grammar, you should lose your job. But it's just where it is. Enough of this. Government going woke. I didn't even get to all of it. I got, I got more stuff we didn't even get to. But folks, I'm just telling you, don't take the knee. Don't take the knee. Don't take the knee because taking the knee, they always want more. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. I'm Andrea Tice. I will talk to you again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 